What's up, everybody? Welcome to Neighborly Discourse with Billy and Steve. I am Billy. And I am Steve. Why do I not sound good? One, two, one, two. Say something again. Everything's, everything's A-OK, according to that thing. Okay. I, I just got to either extend this out, which I don't like doing. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Did you watch any football last night? Yeah. Okay. So this is our um, whatever. Um, I don't want to talk a lot of football, but I will tell you this: someone tells Steve he's not in control of what we talk about. Anymore. No, no. What I'm and saying, and more importantly, neither is the is, audience. Well, Sorry to be uh, a d bag. I'm very, but I'm very sensitive to the audience. I am not. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, um, but I am not. I. There we go. First of all, what, what's your thoughts on that hit by Tua? He threw him down pretty hard, but they're playing football. They're not playing two hand tag. <clears throat> but listen, that was a that was a violent no, slam. Did you did you see the replay, Steve? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I saw it. Listen, I saw it live. I'm not, I'm, not, I saw... I'm not a wuss. I'm not a wuss. You know that I'm. Well, all, then I'm, I'm glad all... you qualified no, 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 that no, no, because no, I'm no. already. Listen, 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 listen. I'm not a wuss. I'm yeah. just saying. No, I believe you. I'm saying that um, when, because I remember before I saw the replay. Mm-hmm. I was th- when I when it first happened, I was like, "Ooh, right." Yeah. But before I saw the replay, I was like, "Slow down always makes it worse." Well, well, not no. The, here's the thing: they slowed it down, and when they're slowing it down, I was like, "Man, this dude, man, he just shouldn't be playing football." These no, are the thoughts that, got, were, that was running slammed, my mind. He got slammed down hard. But then when they showed it again towards the end, when it yeah. was fast, it was it wasn't slow anymore. Now I saw it fast. I realized, wow, that was a whiplash effect. I mean, the dude that might be, grabbed yeah. him and then swung him like yeah. really hard. So bam, and his head didn't even hit the ground. It was his shoulder. So you you can tell that his. He got slammed down so hard that his head really did shake. His brain really did shake in it his head. It wasn't his head. It was his back. So you don't think he had anything to do with his head at all? No. that's what he, People are freaking out. This I, I saw a little bit of it today. They shouldn't have played on short rest. He had a concussion last week. He didn't have a concussion. Well, I know, I know that. He didn't have it then. He didn't okay. have it last night. He hurt his back. And when he got thrown down, he jolted his back, and he's having a problem. He didn't get a head. He didn't get a concussion. He got a back injury. Oh. And that's what happened. And people for the, okay. for the whole week, it's concussion, concussion from the Bills game till last right. night. Even last night they were saying it at the beginning, which I already knew it wasn't no, a concussion. it was his back. Right. But it was his did back, anyone bro. talk about his back since last night? No, it's been, anyone all, bring it up? it's been all concussion-y. Right. So, but, but you, so right now you're thinking that it's, it's his back. There's reported it was his back, yes. No, you know what I'm saying? Someone someone actually said it, that it was his back. Yeah, it, all the, the reports that I saw this morning and last night, he re-injured his back, re-injured his back, but then people reporting, well, Twitter's upset that he has a concussion and played. Okay. Like, that's, it's nonsense. So I didn't read It's any- the hippies trying to take over football, and the NFL didn't tell them to shut their face. It's a violent game. I didn't read, I, move so on I didn't that. read anything about it, and I actually stopped watching um, after he got hurt, because I wasn't, I wasn't interested in watching the game. My, the only reason that I'm watching the Dolphins play is because I want to see... Is this Tua experiment gonna work? So I didn't. So I didn't watch anymore. Yeah, it's gonna work. So the problem, the problem where it will not work, and you saw it last night on one, two very, very important plays. Tua's deep ball to Hill. He had to completely stop short, and Bridgewater's ball. He had to stutter for a quick second, but he made it. He made it down the field. That's the only thing you need to see. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Was Bridgewater has an arm that Tua does not have? No, 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 no. Listen, I thought you were going someplace else with this no. because I I came in him armed and ready to tell you, to ask you. Yeah, Hill is very fast. It's the fastest guy in the NFL. Because 
because both with Tua, and think about the two interceptions that happened. One was Tua and one was uh, Bridgewater. Yeah. Both times. Well, I didn't see the interception from Bridgewater. Oh, you didn't see it? No. Okay, there's an interception with Bridgewater where it's the exact same thing, where he, everything, he throws everything into it. Yeah. And uh, Hill still has to slow down. I didn't see and that And he one. had to slow down so much that it turned into an interception. And I'm like, crap, this yeah, dude I didn't is see that. This dude I is saw, fast. I saw the one that uh, Bridgewater hit him with. It was a good 60, you know, 50, 60 yard. He he stuttered for a quick second, tipped it, caught it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, but, I mean. But even that one was behind, was, was. A uh, little bit, yeah. So, but, the dude is fast, man. He's the fastest guy in the NFL. Well, I, let me say it a different way. I don't know if what we're watching is or what we're witnessing is a lack of arm strength or a person that's it's so lack, fast. It's a lack of arm strength. Josh Allen could hit him. Justin Herbert could hit him. Um, West, uh, not Westbrook. Um, well, think Russell, about it. Russell Wilson could probably hit him. He's got a perfect with, deep with ball. With the exception of Russell Wilson, the other two quarterbacks you just named are big guys. Right, I mean, we were we were just we were talking about no, but to- Teddy Two Gloves, how small still, he is. He's a tiny guy, but these, right. I mean, they can throw the ball 65, 70 yards in the air. You know, I I don't know about much other people in the NFL, but I mean, James Winston has an arm, but he's a big guy too. He is, but we talk, I mean, three guys are both like six three, six four plus. You know what I'm saying? True. So yeah, I don't know. Like I know, I'm trying to think here. I know what's his name, Baltimore Lamar Jackson. He's got a big arm. He's not the most anchor, but he could put the ball, you know, 60, 70 yards down the field. Also, okay. But no, Tua has very he has no arm strength at all. You know, like I was showing He's Lee, accurate though, man. He's accurate enough, yeah. He's exactly. he's, a, he's I'm I'm starting to appreciate he's got touch. It's like you remember last he does. time I there, told there you. There was like, one pass he had last night yeah. to Gasecki just over like that was a nice play. That All was right. a good pass. He has no none of these guys are hundred percent. Everyone's gonna throw behind. But he has more from the look from what I've seen of him, especially now being coached up, he has more um touch than the pre- previous two seasons. He's a, I guess the coaching is working or just in general. Maybe it's a perfect storm with with Mike McDaniel, whoever the guy's the coach's name is coming in, where Tua had two years of getting beat around, trying to figure it out, doing something, where he was, he finally is comfortable being in the NFL with a with a coach who is more offensive oriented than uh Flores was. Mm-hmm. So it could be a perfect storm type thing. But you know, we'll hey, see how listen, it keeps going. It's interesting as you just said uh, at some point in the broadcast, they mentioned that Tua, all through his life, had had hard coaches, including his dad, which is his first coach. Most of these guys right? are here that their dad was the like, but 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 every starter every, of all every this. coach, yeah. it was just just you know a whole coach basically, right? And he said this is the first time that he's had a coach that's like. Like even when he's upset, it's like okay, it's a learning opportunity, you know. And yeah. it's like, and it's like, I finally feel like I can actually grow in this. Now, I that, see, I see the look on your face, right? That's you know, a good coach will coach their players how they need to be coached. So when you say that, are you saying that? Are you saying is that if a positive for McDonald? Is that no, a, uh, if there's a guy who needs to be told you suck, get it together, and he goes to him, hey man, you're a learning opportunity, we'll get it together. That guy's gonna fail. 
You some people need to be kicked in the ass. Some people need to be coddled. A good coach knows who needs what. If your whole approach is, "Hey, man, we're going to try our hardest," well, I'm saying the guy who needs the help is going to fail. I'm, but I want to make sure I'm clear on this. Where Where do you feel Mc, McDaniel's or whatever his name is? Where do you where, where do you think he feel f- falls into know. this? Because the way it's sounding, he's right? going to be one of these soft asses who, when the guy needs to be kicked in the ass to get it going, he's going to fail that guy. Well, Brian Flores okay. helped that guy. We'll, we'll see. Because do you think Brian Flores really helped? Um, Tua, no, I'm Tua. not talking about Tua. Okay. There's, there's the locker room, mainly, I guess it would be defense because he was a defensive guy, would come out and say, like, listen, you know, Flores, I'm doing better on He doesn't allow me to make mistakes. He holds me accountable. Where some guys need that. Tua clearly needs to be coddled, right. for lack of a better term. So if your coach is a coddler across the board, the guy who needs the swift kick in the butt is going to fail because he's going to get, hey, man, Fair enough. let's but watch I, more film and hold but hands. I, but I'm more of the Jimmy Johnson mindset where you treat you, you don't treat everybody the same. I agree. Right? And so... In fact, you brought that up recently about, you know. Yeah, you have different tiers. Di- different tiers, right? But I think with Jimmy Johnson, it's not just tiers. It's personality type. You know, you can't yell at everybody. Some people you just can't yell at. So I think that Tua, we'll, it, we'll yet to see. We'll, we'll see how this plays out. Yeah. If, if he's successful this year. Because mentally, he just seems like he's in an emotionally better place. And I know that sounds kind of soft, but I mean, in the quarterback position, man, you don't, you can't. The last place you want to be is in your head, and it seems like he may have been in his head the last couple of years, and now he's finally in a situation no, he, he, he where he's well, not. He very in his well head may anymore. have been because, and you know, year one, every time there was a big, a big play, a potential, you know, game-changing play. Flores would take out two and put in Fitzpatrick, so he had never had a chance. Like, okay, well, how am I supposed to grow, get better, learn from my mistakes if I don't get a chance to make them? Mm-hmm. Which I understand. You know, you confidence is a big thing for a quarterback. You know, look at I mean, who's the guy from Houston? Dave, uh, David Carr. He got concussioned out of the league. Oh. He everything he got jumped back, got crushed, couldn't make a throw, was afraid to step into the pocket. Same as Joey Harrington. You got there are some guys who could have been great. But didn't have the opportunity. The coaching wasn't soon. there. Right. Hit too often. Yeah, and, and it, it took him down. So there, there, that's out there. And again, with McDaniel, another thing too. All these Dolphin fans are generally three and one. You know, they should have lost all these games except for you have to play, which is why like I did a Bills thing the other day. I've been on these Bills podca- podcasts, like websites and whatnot. So you think they should have lost New England. No, no, no. That they they handled New England. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, they should have beat New England. Didn't New England come back at the end? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember. But they should have lost to Baltimore for sure. I, oh, I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch New England. They should have lost to Baltimore, but that's what you don't stop till the game's over and they came back. Good for them. Um, statistically, should have lost to Buffalo. Across the board, they got beat, except for where it counts with the score. And then last night, again, the bu- it's clear that if you're running, it's Miami. You take away their speed on defense. And that's what they did last night. Buffalo's the only team that didn't do it. Uh, they've averaged- they, ran, they ran to Miami? Yeah. Uh, what's his name had? He had 60-plus yards. Perrine, I can't think of what he had. He made around 30. But they, they ran. Miami's giving up 116 yards per game, except to Buffalo. So you can run on Miami. That it's not it's not a, a hard thing to do. But um, Miami is doing well again. Same as last year. All oh, seven straight against second and third string quarterbacks. So the old man said it last night. If, if Miami beat Cincinnati, this was considered Miami's hardest part of their schedule: New England, Baltimore, Buffalo, Cincinnati. Then they play the Jets and Houston and all these weak teams. And Miami, Miami to me looks to be the team. That's going to play down to the competition. That's what I think is going to happen. Mixing two and a half yards per carry. That means nothing. It, it does. No, it His doesn't. longest run was seven seven yards. It's a sustained. It's sustained running. 
listen, but what I from what I saw, they were not able to run in Miami. Like, like you, they they were not able to build any more. The the, the best thing that I saw them do in terms of running yeah. was that goal line stance. When I mean, it's like, oh my goodness, man! Talk about taking the heart out of somebody, you know? I mean, listen, that was the only you, thing that I saw. But it's they, ball they, they control. Didn't, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't run the ball. They didn't run the ball. They I, did ball control. What was what was the overall sixty something yards? An 60, aver- 61 yards, but two the and aver- a half. The average running back gets around 70, 80 yards a game nowadays. Very few are averaging more than that. And it's ball control. Family topic. It's ball control. So I have this issue in my household. Yeah, man. No one likes to cook. I, I don't know how it have, how it works in your household, but let me let's let's back up for a second. I cook for for years. Janice um, hasn't worked a full time job. Yeah. In fact, because we just moved and because the prices have gone high, she had to get a full time job. So before this, it's been. I mean, I, I, in fact, before we got married, before we had Nathan, was the last time she had a, a full-time job. That's okay. how long it's been. Okay? So, um, but leading up and up, I would say the last couple of years, especially as the kids have gotten older and they're more self-sufficient and they can cook for themselves and, all, and they can, you know, they have jobs, they can buy things that they want or whatever, Janice has been less and less motivated to cook. In fact, she hates cooking. Okay. You know, and I, I would say within the last five years, I actually heard those words come out of her mouth multiple times that she hates cooking. Okay. Fast forward to where we are right now. We're in a situation where no one likes to cook. And so I'll pick Janice up from work. Like the other night, I picked her up from work. Yeah. And she was like, what do you want to do for, what do you want to do for food? I said, like, whatever. So we go, we go out to eat. As we're eating our food, Micah calls up and yeah. says, hey, what's for dinner? So... <laughs> So, okay. Janice was like, "We have a refrigerator, we have a freezer. There's there's ingredients. Yeah. You're going to cooking school. Yeah. Why are you asking me what what we're we gonna eat? Good you know what I'm saying? So they go through all that. But Janice has this bleeding heart thing, and she felt bad. Like, man, I feel bad that I'm I'm not a good mother because I'm not taking care of my kids and all that stuff. I have none of those sympathies at all. Yeah, right? no, I, I mean, don't I have two I don't... adults, and the third one is in cooking school. You yeah, know, so it's I have like, none of those. What either. are you What are you doing? You know, so." So we're thinking, and I'm just throwing this out there yeah, as a yeah. hypothesis. We're thinking about saying, okay, everyone has to pick a day. Like Nathan's got about six or seven dishes that he can cook. Micah isn't is he's an open book. Sarah, she's got about two dishes. I got like one staple. Yeah. You know, and Janice, you know, you know, she's she's old school, you know what I'm saying? And that we all pick one day and then those other two days, you know, we we're just you know, free for all, you know, whatever whatever we find. Maybe throw a pizza in the oven or something like that. What do you think about that? <laughs> follow follow through. That's all it is. is you, think that, you think we should? You think that would work? Or you think we should do My that? My parents did it growing up. Really? I mean, between the two of you, yeah. between the four of you guys, or the two, or the two Me of them. Me and Karina, we had to do it growing up. Really? Way younger than your kids. No. Well, we mean cooking dinner for the whole household. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, why? Why, why do they do that? Life skills. Most of what my parents did growing up was for life skills purposes. Okay. You're not always going to be able to go out. You're not always going to go. On, you're not always going to go on vacation. You're not always going to go live the life your friends live. Most people live a life they have to live, mm-hmm. so you have to be prepared for that. Okay. So you know you're not going to be able to go out every night. You, can you like back then? Back then, uh, you know, a uh, Big Mac from McDonald's, the number one was five bucks. Now it's like ten. And now it's almost ten dollars. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, you do that every night, five nights a week. 
or uh, for Monday through Friday, fifty bucks out the drain. You're, you know, you're, that's one person. That's for one. Well, yeah, yeah. You're at twenty five. Five times five. Oh, I'm yeah, trying to be accurate. Yeah, right. But that being said, I'm going one for one person. You have two people. Again, you're going fifty bucks easily per week. Right. Times the month. Times the year. You're spending a crap ton of money. Yeah, but actually, I spend $100 no, 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 at the no, no, store. No, no. I was right. It's $10 per meal. I'm five... talking back then. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, but okay. no, so to your point, to, right. so fast forward today then, yes. Okay. You're spending 50 bucks per one person per week for just for five days. Mm-hmm. Not even counting Saturday, Sunday. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, yeah, you're spending a, a crap ton of money. You say, well, I'm spending 200 bucks at, at um, I'm spending $200 at the grocery store. The right $200 at the grocery store will last you a full month. Mm-hmm. If you're going eating out every night, I think that's just McDonald's. I'm not talking a restaurant where it's 20 bucks per entree. And you got, and you got to put some tips down. Yeah, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to spend money. So you spend 20 bucks to last, or $200 at the grocery store to last you a month, you're saving money. So growing up, yeah, my parents, we had to cook. It didn't matter what it was. Like I used to do, I used to make um, chicken sandwiches. Like get the the bread, cut it, get the chicken, cook it, and do that. Oh, cook it! Hold on, on. I'm yeah. confused. Like like uh, like a parmesan sandwich. Like um... no, I just get chicken from the the big whatever chicken thing, like tuna fish. But the chicken, open it up, cut it up, uh, put it in the bread, and put barbecue sauce on it, stick it in the oven for twenty minutes, and that's what I would make. It was easy, but I did it. I did it because it was easy cleanup. Uh-huh. Everything I threw away when you were done. You washed your plate and that was it. Or then I would even, I, I don't know if I remember then using paper plates, but I would, I would use a paper plate because it's limited dishes. Because what people forget about cooking is the after. Right. You spend all that time cooking, uh-huh. you eat for 10 minutes, you spend all that time cleaning it up. Okay. So when you balance it out, why am I doing this? Okay. If I can afford to have somebody bring me food or go to a restaurant and not worry about it, that's the move. So I, I need to back up because where did you get that recipe? Where did you get I that just idea? Made it. Just, it's a chicken sandwich. And, and everybody eats chicken sandwich. But a sandwich for dinner. Oh, it doesn't matter. And if I'm cooking, and, you eat what I cook. That's, but that's everybody the was okay with it. Doesn't no matter one, if they're okay with it. But but I just want to know what they're okay matter. with it. They ate it. Did anyone complain? Doesn't matter. So like, because my go-to move is uh, spaghetti sauce, like uh, yeah. spaghetti sauce and spaghetti, right? Yeah. They can't stand it. Doesn't matter. And it's like if, if, if I'm job, cooking, I'm making it. It's on the stove. Eat that's at what will. It is, man. You know, it's you're you're you are cooking. I'm not taking orders. Okay. I'm. It's my night to cook. I'm gonna make it as long as you can eat it. <laughs> what else did you do? Well, give me another one. Oh, uh, that was pretty much it. So every week, well, hold on. How many ta- how many days a week did you? It was cook? only I think once a week, and once it, was, it wasn't for okay. that long of a time. It, 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 that's why I kept saying sustainability. You got to make sure you you follow through with it. We did it for a couple months, and then it would go by the wayside. Then it was all right. Everyone's gonna do dishes at night. So okay, we do dishes for a, a couple months. Then that one by the wayside, and it, it was everything kept switching it up. But it was ingrained long enough to understand that in life, you're not always going to get what you want. You're not Mm -hmm. always going to be able to go out every night. And again, things always go up. Nothing is ever going to come back down. If if McDonald's was five bucks then, it's 10 now. It'll be 20, 10 years from now. Is it going to come back down to 10? Probably not. It may drop down to 15, but it's never going to be as low as it once was. So you have to be able to adjust for that. And by doing so, you go out like we would go... I, I joke with Amy. She gets pissed at me all the time. I want to go out tonight. I said, damn, I wish I made as much money as you did, as you do, because I can't afford to go out every night. You're such a jerk. Well, I don't want chicken and broccoli. Well, well, here's well that's my what thing. we're cooking. So that's what's here. Th- does she hate to cook too? She doesn't hate to cook, but she doesn't cook. I'm, that's all I'm going to say, because I'm not going to get crap from her if, she, if, if this is the one episode she happens to listen to, because I, I am not saying she doesn't cook. As long as I've known her, right. I'm going to cook um, eggplant parmesan. It's the best. Maybe. And I'm being gracious. Maybe she's cooked it one time in 20 years. But I've heard about it. Right. I've never seen it done. 
You know, so again, that's all I'm gonna say because I'm not gonna get in trouble. She happens to listen this one time. I was gonna say UFO, unidentified, uh, another F, but under that, under that, unidentified eggplant, eggplant. You yeah. Know? Oh my goodness. So we do Sundays. My parents, my mom cooks on Sundays. Once in a while, it'll jump to my sister's house or here, and I'll I'll cook here, and I'll, Amy will do it once in a while. She'll she'll cook, which is fine, but. You know, I cook every, and not every night. Monday I cook. Tuesday we usually do pizza. Um, Wednesday I'll cook. Thursday I'll cook. But then now it's getting shaky because Thursday is Briella has ba- uh, gymnastics. Liam has basketball practice. So no, from the time Emmy gets gets home and pick up picks up Briella at five o'clock, she takes her to ballet or gymnastics. He's back at six thirty. I'm already gone to bring Liam to practice. We get back at eight fifteen. She should, you know, it's, it's kind of a free for all. So we order sometimes. And then we were doing Friday as just like, okay, week's done. You know, let's have dinner. And then we, then we end up getting something takeout that night. So it went from eat of us eating, cooking th- uh, three to four nights a week, or, uh, excuse me, four to five nights a week to where now we cook maybe two nights a week. Mm. And it hurts the wallet and it makes you fat. But it's with the kids, you know, different schedules now, it makes it a little bit easier. So I really try Monday. I think we might have even cut out pizza on Tuesday now. And Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And it's usually the same thing. It's chicken with broccoli, chicken with asparagus, pork chops with broccoli or asparagus. Um, we'll maybe throw in spaghetti once in a while, meat, um, meatloaf once in a while. But it's mainly healthy stuff and salad and all, and all that. But you don't want to cook those three meals. I'm the one that cooks it, yeah. But you do you like cooking? I enjoy it, yeah. Okay. So I'm just curious. Why did you go from sandwiches to this kind of meal. I don't know. I just just you, you enjoy started cooking. cooking one day. See that? Look. So I gotta tell you this. Like, and let me clarify. Not like cooking. Like Michael. Like I don't particularly like it, but I don't mind doing it. It's fun. I like to see what I right, can, right, what but, I can but do. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't weigh you down. The thought of going to the kitchen and trying to cook something. Oh no, no, no. At one time, I used to just grab a beer, you know, and eat, drink that while I cook, and it was like in thirty minutes, walking back and forth, drinking a beer, talking. Like it wasn't a big deal. It was so, fun. So let me tell you, in my, in my, because you know, again, I'm ten years older than you. So yeah. the group that I was growing up with, a none of the men. First of all, the fathers th- that I knew, none of them cooked. Yeah, that was like an unthinkable thing. My dad, once a year, maybe twice a year, he'll cook. You know, but it wasn't happening, right? Then of the group of men that I grew up with, only one of them that I know, yeah, you know, actually I should say two because the second one, he's a restaurateur, he owns several restaurants, but only one of them really was like a home cook, like cooked at home. Yeah. So that, again, when I saw him, he was like an outlier, like, wow, man, you gotcha. actually cook? He, he actually taught me how to make rice. That's how... Serious he was about cooking. And people realize rice is not an easiest thing to make. It's a bit tricky. Listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rice I've burnt, snob. I've burnt many, many rice in my I'm day. I'm a rice snob. If you make rice incorrectly, Thank I, God I'm for Uncle Ben's 90-second <laughs> warm-up because they're the best. But, uh, but so now, fast forward, you're telling me that you cook. And, and you know, when you watch uh, the Cooking Network and all that stuff, you see people cooking. You see men cooking. I'm like, this is this We're is not weird. chauvinist, Steve. That, it just it everybody was eats, bro. I, for me, it was something everybody that was eats. weird. And now I have a kid that cooks. You know, there was a guy that when Sarah was in high school that used to come around a lot, and he was in the cooking program. And I was like, wow, man, the men are gravitating towards cooking. So Chefs this, make this, a lot of money. They, they, uh, do they really? They do. Like, what's what's a lot of money? I have no idea. I don't know how much they make, but chefs make money. If you're if you're an executive chef or you're a chef in one of these big fancy restaurants, and you're like, you know. The big guy back there, you're gonna you're gonna do okay. You're not gonna be stressed. And most people who do that, 
they love to do it. You, don't, people don't take a chef job because they that, had to fall into it. That's important. That, you know, I think I think that you you fall into being a garbage man. You don't fall into being a chef. <laughs> so you you know the hours it's going to take, the dedication it's going to take. But it's true though, because no, I, I don't believe anybody unless you're out there. Let us know. Saying, I want to be. Yeah, a garbage I want to be a sanitation right. worker. You right. know, it was a garbage man. Then they make the fancy title. Uh huh. But yeah, no, you. Don't fall into being a chef. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, executive chef at, you know, this big restaurant. It sucks. I remember. You don't do that. I remember. So the buddy I'm telling you about who owns restaurants, yeah. I remember I spent like a couple of months shadowing him. Yeah. And I I realized very quickly I would never do this. You could not pay me unless it's like something that I invested money in and I was getting re- returns on it. Yeah. That's the only way that I'd be involved in the restaurant. Gotcha. Because it is not a... Um, it's not a part-time job. It's not a... It's an extra full-time it's, job. It's, like it's a, morning, yeah. noon, and night nonstop. It, it's yeah. almost like being a parent, you know? It's like, what? Are you are you kidding yeah. me? You know, just from the, the, the simple thing of being up early in the morning to get fresh vegetables. Yeah. Then you uh, got to prep because, like, here I can take an hour to cook dinner. Yeah. At a restaurant, you've got to get out like 20 minutes. So you've got to prep everything all day long so somebody puts the order in, okay, warm it up and go. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's not difficult. That's why I've never tried to work in a restaurant... Because my opinion is you it's something that you need to know the business, so to speak. You can jump from retail to service to, I guess, um, depending on where it is, easily. It's people skills. But to work in a restaurant, to know the ins and outs as a manager or a, a cook or something, those skills only really transfer to that type of business, in my opinion. So make sure you get someone here to prep. You're going to close. you got to worry about health. Like There's so much that goes into it. I do believe a lot of it gets overshadowed, overlooked by i guess society like it's not an easy job to have it's not but i i would dare tell you that a, a restaurant manager a person well first of all depending on the size of the restaurant you have front of the house and back of the house but just an overall general restaurant manager i think that skill set definitely can translate because you have to juggle so many different departments yeah you know within one roof you know you, you if you no, if you're that, good at it that can transfer out right. i think very few can transfer in Oh yes, yeah. I agree with that's you. That's what that. I, yeah, 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 I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To know uh, yeah, the ins yeah. and outs of a restaurant, yeah, yeah, I agree. food prep. Again, you have the you have the, to your point the outside, mm-hmm. yeah, the behind the, the behind the scenes stuff. It's a different atmosphere. Like you're essentially running two separate businesses. You are. You are. So to be able to bounce back and forth with it, yeah, that can go out. Mm-hmm. Managing, putting out fire, so to speak. But but going in, oh yeah, I used to manage, you know, Ross. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. okay, that's not here. Yeah, get in the line. Get yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah, that's what I mean by that. Yeah, you can transfer out. You can't transfer in. In yeah, my yeah. opinion, this is true. This is true. I, I totally without agree with that. a lot of dedication, I guess, to learn to learn how it goes. Is Amy a good cook? Um, yeah, she's all right. Well, compared to you, yeah, she's good. Are you teaching Liam how to cook? Not yet. No. What What are you waiting for? No. Because I'm, I'm just thinking about your. Well, I, I, mean, of, I was 13 when I was cooking. I was probably like 16, 17, 18 around that time. Okay, hold on a second. Just <clears> to be clear, <throat> my kids were cook, cooking at eight, nine years old. Just to be clear. They and they were, don't cook now. See how that worked out for you? Well, no, no, no. They wanted to. They wanted to cook. They wanted to make their pancakes and, now, and their French yeah, toast and, and, well, and, and, the, and the stuff like that. Every kid that does that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, they, no, not cooking dinner. Oh, cooking dinner. Right, right, right. No. But now here's what's interesting. No, he can warm up his macaroni. Here's what's he can warm macaroni you and I, you and I had this conversation. You and I had this conversation a few months ago. Yeah. About your mom and how she wants to cook all the meals. Like the fancy meals, the yeah. holiday Holidays meals. And whatnot. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I meant to tell you at that time that this Thanksgiving had just passed, something happened with Janice, either her back or her knees. I mean, she was just 
not in a good place yeah. to cook, right? The boys and Sarah cooked Thanksgiving. It was either Thanksgiving or Christmas. I can't remember. Mm. But they're the ones that cooked the meal. And Janice, like, sat on the couch or whatever and gave them pointers. Or she might have came in and helped them out and then came and left. And they took care of it all. And I remember, and it was a great meal. We ate, we actually ate very well. And I was like, wow, I can see the passing on of the baton. I can, I can actually see like as we get older and everyone start living in their own homes, just like you guys go to your parents' house, or you go yeah. to your sister's house, how we are going to go from house to house and get a good meal like these guys are going to be able to take care of us. You know, so that was pretty cool. Entertainment. Uh, <clears throat> so I saw this movie, man. Yeah, what do you got? It's called 355. Have you seen it? No. Okay. So automatically I'm going to tell you the premise and you're going to hate it. Okay. It is five women who uh, are basically spies. I've seen the preview for that. Okay, so I've seen it. It's on Prime. Yeah, I've okay. seen the preview for that. So I've seen the preview on it for at least a month, right? And yeah. I've always been rejecting it. Like, there's something innate in me that's like, I don't, I don't want to see women, you know what I'm saying, like, in this position. And so i just been pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. Then the other day, because in my household, if I want to spend time with my wife, I got to stay up late with her because she's a late person. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's watch TV. And so we watched that movie. It was actually very good. I don't see why you would think it wouldn't be good. What do you mean? Like, you know, you know how it is, how we were talking about women beating up men how it's just you know it, it's yeah. it, it gets to a point where it's just ah, i can't even watch this because it's just not real yeah that, that's the kind of stuff that i don't want to see like i don't want to see something that's so over the top i know you guys suspend belief for yeah. a little while while you're watching a movie but there's some suspension that's just too much you're asking too much of me right I and get so it. I, I and i was like and now if you get if you multiply it by five imagine how much they gotta give up you know what i'm saying so i was like i want none of this yeah it was a good movie man I'm, it I, was a good movie. You don't movie. have to say shockingly. I wouldn't and doubt I, it was and a good I, movie. I, I was shocked. It was a good movie. The, the strong acting. You know, there, there, of course, there's going to be some su- suspended beliefs that you gotta you gotta have to just push past. Yeah. But in overall, on balance, yeah. you're like crap, man. So go watch that movie because I yeah. would like to come back it's, and actually it's on my. That movie. I've seen pieces. Uh, not pieces. I've seen the clips from it. I want to watch that. I want to watch um, Samaritan. I want to watch. There's a couple things. There's one on Prime. I can't think of what it's called now. Outer Ranch, Outer Something with J- with Josh Brolin. It's like a he's like a, owns a ranch, but there's probably some like extraterrestrial activity out there, something along those lines. I haven't lined myself up yet just Is to watch that. Is that a Prime that. one too? I think it's on Prime. Yeah. Okay. Because and then it sounds familiar. I don't know. Sure yeah, I scroll, I scroll by it every now and then, but there's there's a certain type of ready I need to be. To, to watch a TV show. I can watch a movie whenever. Mm-hmm. But I, there's a certain type of... Like, I'm not ready to watch that yet. Like, I've watched Shit's Creek in the meantime. Um, I, it came on my radar when I was watching The Office. Like, I was ready. I was in... Those shows came on, caught my attention. On. Outer... What do you call it? I, I don't know. It's Outer but, Range, but that's, Outer something. But that's a TV show. Yeah, it's a TV show, yeah. Okay, but 355 isn't... It's a movie. No, it's a movie, yeah. Okay. Movies I can watch whenever. Okay. But I try, to, I try to line up movies with Amy, but again, she falls asleep early. So we try to get Brielle to bed early so we can get out and watch something. Um, so, you know, we're I'm trying to see what's out there, but I'm not ready yet to jump into that TV show. We just started watching um, Dahmer on Netflix. That's intense. They, we think Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah, okay. we're on episode five, I believe, out of ten. Fantastic so far. It's really cool. It's really awesome. I mean, 
Is it is it like a like a docu pick or is it like no? It's a, a TV, TV show. show. Okay. It's a TV show. Like I first saw, like I, the little bit I saw about it when first came out. Like I saw some headlines about it, and what I picked up on it from just headlines only was my from when I read from the headlines was they trying to humanize Jeffrey Dahmer, which okay, it's a TV show, so you got to go in knowing. Why would they want to humanize someone? Who knows? Like it's that? interesting. What 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 could possibly I, be interesting about it? What caused him to be that way? Because from what I understand, what, from all the serial killer stuff I've watched and read, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and in, in no way, shape, or form, am I an expert? Am I an expert? Jeffrey Dahmer to me doesn't fit what the serial killer is. The trauma, the trauma past of this person, so they take it out on this person through other people. Like he ended up being a a serial killer cannibal of young black men. So okay, he. I mean, he had some white guys in there too. No, but no, that, that, I didn't. I didn't even so that came I towards. I clearly don't his, even know the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Uh, it's fascinating. But college kids, college um, mm-hmm. young kid, young like not college, just anybody who came across his path. Was it was it homo- any kind of homosexuality? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, because he ended up he ended up being gay, and I think that was part of him not hating himself, but he according to the show, he eventually embraced it mm-hmm. per se. But he, like, his mom wasn't the best, but he didn't end up going killing women like almost every serial killer does when mom was mean to him. His dad was as supportive as he could be, again, according to this. To this, So, I mean, most of the stuff, the biggest thing about this is with Jeffrey Dahmer, all this stuff can be fact-checked. So you can watch it knowing it's going to be a, dra- a, a drama. It's going to be, you know, edited for movie, for entertainment value. Mm-hmm. But if you want to find out what really happened, you can just go look it up. So you're watching for the entertainment part of the show. The problem is the inter- we all watch this stuff on, on, on TV and on all these movies where all this horrible stuff happened, and it's entertaining, it's action, it's great. This is the exact same thing except for this is all real. Like there, there's, one episode, there's one episode in the beginning where the guy is talking to him. He's like, man, you've been in here three times this week. You bought each one of us a drink. Are you taking one of us home? Da, da, da. And he's just sitting there looking around. I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm, I'm talking to the TV, bro, you don't want to go home with this guy, okay? <laughs> I'm letting you know now because you, your, your name is real. I know who you are. I've read about you multiple times. Uh-huh. You don't want to go home with this guy. And it's, it's mind-blowing. Like, when I watch on ID channel, Web of Lies, not Web of Lies, um, the camera one, I can't think of what it's called, See No Evil, they film these people in Walmart going to the ATM, all these things. I'm, I'm looking at the TV like, hey, this doesn't end well for you. The clock is running. you got eight, eight minutes left until your life is over. And it's real and it's mind-blowing because you are seeing these people in their last moments before they die. So watching Jeffrey Dahmer, it's like, man, these guys are, hey, you're not taking me home tonight? And I'm like, whoa, bro, just a heads up. He's going to eat you, not just kill you. He's going to carve out your heart and cook you and eat it. This is what's going to happen to you. This is your life is going to end this way, and there and it's just like, but that, that that's what he did. Yeah, yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, so we're watching it, and like his dad was supportive but hard on him. Was upset when he failed, but always had his back. So he wasn't going out being mad at guys. It was it was just different. So like he's to me very fascinating because every, the the tales in their past you could link. And I say air quotes, link it to what their, their serial killer preference is. A hateful mom, you murder prostitutes. You know, a vengeful father who, you know, hated gay, you end up being gay, so you, you go after gay guys and old men. Like, it all... Did, it, it all, did his dad hate gays? 
Um, it came up. They're a very religious family. Okay. Very, very religious. Go to church. The devil's possessing you. You got to come. And even they got one part. They haven't got to it yet. If I remember correctly, though, he does end up going to church because for about nine years, he, he, he called himself the good boy. He did everything he could to suppress these feelings of everything he had going on in his mind. Those are nine adult years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean... It's just it's nuts. But but listen, so I it's hear So it's interesting but it's 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 <clears throat> crazy because these are st- like the stuff we watch on TV comes from real life and it's made up and it's it's made to be entertaining. This is that except for it is real and but, it's just nuts, man. So this is where you and I diverge in terms of our our worldview because I listen to like I have no interest, right, at all with something that that's that that is that real. Right, where, oh, where it's people, so interesting. where people get hurt by the individual like this, and yeah. then now, I'm not, I'm not looking at those guys who got hurt. I'm looking at the person who did the hurting. Like I'm deconstructing and understanding their mindset. Right. That's why. That's why I find this interesting because if it is true, right, it's very strange how we and why he ended up how he ended up. But hold on, like when you were talking about the sh- uh, what's that channel ID channel? Yeah, love it. From that perspective, when they deconstructed. That I find interesting, right? Because that's for because the there's sake no of, drama in it. There's no entertainment. Yeah, that's for the sake it. of finding right, and, right. and informing. But when you yeah. take it and say, "Okay, I'm going to make a movie out of it, or a TV show," out of it, and even a movie, I yeah. can't even accept that, right? Because it's short, it's small, you know, and uh, it's short lived. Right? And now to give you the heads up, based on real events, loosely translated, so you understand what you're going into. But when you're not trying to make the bad guy look like, oh, you know, here's why he no, did no it. No sympathy for yeah. the bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. But when you talk about a, a. Um, a series where you're going to really take time and really, you're going to have to create some stuff, you know what I'm saying, to, to fill in the blanks. That's yeah. when I'm like, uh, yeah. you know, I have no interest in it at all because it's like, it's disgusting to me. Everything you everything that you said. No, it should be. <laughs> leading it's not something to, speaking, it's not something to be it celebrated. Sounds, it sounds disgusting. It's like, I don't even want, I don't even pollute one, my mind One part it. that I really want to look up, it was, it was early on, his, if it's accurate, let's say for the sake of, for the show, for this conversation, it is, his mom had so much anxiety and whatever about being pregnant. Again, the number we're going to use, they said 26. She was on 26 different medications his entire pregnancy. 26 different types of That's pills to balance was her he, out. Was he the only child? No, he was, uh, he was a second. He was a first kid. Okay. I'm not sure how the second one ended up. I don't, I don't really know. Okay. But something, the dad is like bringing the mom to the hospital. Like, listen, she's on 26 different medications and he's naming this stuff. She's like, it stabilizes my mood. When I'm sad, this brings me up. When I'm too high, it brings me down. This makes me go to the bathroom. This stops me up. 26 different medications she takes per day to keep her self balanced while the entire time he's pregnant. So I was like, and this is the first she, time I've heard about like this. She's like a whack job. Oh, in the, in the movie, in, in the show, if it is real, she's a head case and a half. She is a she is a not a good person, but then when it comes to show Hold towards, on. there's a difference between not a good person and being a whack job. No, she's both. But when it comes to there's a, there's a part in the, one of these episodes. This was back in the late '80s, I guess. They realized what she had was postpartum depression after he was born because she was a very intense person, and then still on drugs. She was a big believer in UFOs, all this kind of stuff. So she had she had some issues for sure, whether based on the pregnancy, all the medications. Who the hell knows? Was it postpartum mixed medications? There's a lot that goes into it. But if any of that is true, before I wonder how much of that of those medications 
could Seek have into the possibly and yeah got to him. because his biggest fascination was roadkill. Like his dad was like, "Oh, okay, you like this?" They'd go find roadkill. They'd perform taxidermy. They would uh, open up the animal. He learned about the biology of it, all these things, and it was like he was an outcast, so to speak. His dad recognized this is what he was good at. And he, he would they drive around find roadkill dissect it he was really bit he was really good in science in school with dissecting pigs and whatnot so I don't think anybody knew he would end up being some sort of uh, cannibalistic yeah. psychopath See, now, listen what's interesting what you just said right is that literally or it makes sense that if you have a um, not a fascination but let's just say fascination if you like something. And you learned it early, like, man, I like science or I like biology or anatomy. And you start getting roll clear, kill and, st yeah. and start that process. In your mind, you think, okay, we got our hands, we got, you know, a, a surgeon a parent, here. Yeah. Right. We have our on our hands here someone who's going to go into he, the medical he was, field. He wasn't out there killing animals. Right. He, he, was you just, know. he was just observing it, you know, yeah. maybe even a scientist, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come up with, you know, and that's what his dad, that's what his dad thought. Right. So, he went to the army. He was a, he was a combat medic in the army. You know, like he like all this stuff. But everywhere he went, so, he kept so that, doing the worst so that, kind of things. So that leap from just appreciating and liking and having a fascination for this to okay, I need to go kill something so I can do this to eating it. Yeah, I mean, come on, man! Like that. Well, that that that, from, that, from that what, speaks of craziness. From what I saw. That never was the case. He never went and was killing torture animals like most serial killers do. He would just find them and dissect them. It never was a young, at least what they've showed, never going out doing anything perverse or crazy. He was just a little boy who was interested in, you know, in, I guess, body parts of animals. And, you know, it, and it was, like you said, we're going to foster that to being in some sort of medical field. And it ended up getting there, except the more it happened, I guess, according to what we were watching, the more it unlocked his primal side, I guess you can say, of that. Because you'd see him progress with each job he got, with each thing he did, there was an adverse reaction that you would watch him like... Something perverted oh inside of him, yeah. Like something, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> But look, I'm not going to discount, and you know, I'm, I'm well, I'm not going to discount <clears throat> the, the supernatural in this. Two things. One is how... His chemical makeup could have been affected by the drugs that was in. I his find body, that right? very fascinating. I think that yeah. I think that I think that we do not even begin to understand that like, we put these drugs in our body. Yeah. Even aspirin, even yeah. you know Tylenol, any of this and stuff. And think now, we now it's still body. kind of suspect. But you know more now yeah. than you did 30, 40 years and, ago. And you're saying she had twenty six. That's the number they threw out. Let's say so, it's even five. Yeah. But yeah. Again, you know, it doesn't matter. It's you, an you're issue. You're putting yeah. drugs in your body that's going through your drug stream because the, what, there's a symbiotic relationship that happens with the yeah. mom and the and the, and the infant in the body that you are definitely impacting that kid, right? Yeah. Then he but, had like a hernia when he was like four. The medication that use had an adverse effect on him after there that they said he was really like robotic after the surgery so imagine already being some already and I, I hate using this word but defective in a way from birth right because yeah. of the what's in his bloodstream and then I think that from a spiritual standpoint I can say that that opens the door for spiritual manipulation where to his grandma thought where well, demonic forces can have an easier she talks, access. She's like, he asked, he goes, do you think yeah. I'm possessed by the devil? She's like, yeah, I yeah. do. Come and to church. Let's go. I, I believe it. I believe it. She has something. That he's, she's like, his dad upset? She's like, it doesn't matter. He's not the father you should be worried about. 
And I'm like, get the hell out of here. And I turn the TV off. No, I'm kidding. But she said that. He's, she's like, that's not the father you should be worried about. He's not the one who's going to cure you. It's the other father. And he just laid there in bed. And that, and that was the last episode we saw. Right. I was like, you know, but that, it's man, interesting. But I'm saying those words are so profound because they're true. Because there are certain things as human beings that we are not going to be able to resolve. There's, there are things in the natural yeah. that we're not going to be able to resolve. And, I, and, I, and I'm saying this to you as if I'm talking to someone who believes in what I'm saying. No, I definitely don't but, believe that. But, right. Let's say he went but, and said, but, God cured me, but, and he but, would ate someone 10 days later. Listen, it kind of disproves it, it your thought. No, it, well, you're presupposing that he was cured, right? Just because he asked for it doesn't mean that it actually happens, right? Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying to you is that there are definitely some things. Like, yeah. remember when Amy came out and asked me questions, like, because yeah, of yeah. things that she sees, she's like, I can't believe that people actually do these things, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, I think that there are certain things that just can't be explained in the natural. No, yeah, that makes, I, I'm with you, you there. Know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Political. Oh, my goodness. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> I almost. This is my playpen. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Because when you were, remember the day you came in here, you were like, you know, I, I wasn't even talking. I was waiting, chomping at the bit. When I was sending the cameras up, I hear you talking about Clinton. I'm like, <laughs> let me make sure I spin this and wait and wait down everything so politics never makes it to the top. <laughs> There's so much I can talk about. So much in my mind. Um, well, I have an I have a, a combination of Billy reacts and uh, cons- and the threw a little bit of conspiracy corner in it <clears throat> and uh, fire up the mics. I have I'm trying to I still haven't figured out the way to like I screenshot and it gets the voice of the video that I'm watching and I record myself over it to match it up. But then there's an then the voice carries on both devices, but the the audio for the video doesn't. So that's up loud. So me picking up on the camera and the microphone is there so it echoes. But when the video talks, it's just a video. So I have to find a way to just go. Well, I have to watch it, cut it, bring down my audio on one, leave the video, and go from there. It's a tedious process, but I'll do it because it's a very interesting video. I'm doing, I'm doing it on um, maps. Hmm. Not the Atlas. The minor attracted person. Oh, why would I be interested in maps? We already know Ooh. what's going on out there. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, don't. I told you about the woman who was caught on video in class talking about yeah, maps. Yeah, yeah. And I she think my dad so sent got, it to me. Got fired, right? I mean, yeah. Okay, so, um, so let let me go. Let me okay. Go to whatever you brought politically because no, I'm no, going gonna, no. gonna to try to get this edited today. Maybe release it on Saturday. Listen, there, Saturday. There, there, there are multiple things, but I, I'm going to do international. Either this weekend or this past weekend, depending on when I release I'm going to talk about it from an international perspective yeah. because there's so much to talk about. But let's, let me do, point this out to you. Do you realize that the, the, what's going on in um, Russia and Ukraine, that that fight that's happening right now, when you think about it, and probably when most Americans think about it, they think about it from a perspective of, wow, our gas prices are up. Mm-hmm. Or grain has gone up or because of fertilizer. Or fertilizer has gone up and so far, and, and that matriculates down to all our food prices going up. And that's how we see it, right? I don't know if the world, I don't know if, if the media is doing a good enough job of explaining like how close to the brink of world war we are because of this conf- confrontation that's happening. And I'll just throw a couple of data points at you. One, um, Putin's on record 
for and and I believe him because I think he's a madman. I think he's a crazy guy. Yeah, he's on record for saying that, and the war is not going well for him. Like he's taking a lot of casualties. He's to the point right now where he's, you know, conscribed you know three hundred, four hundred thousand regular civilians and forcing them to to join the military. Right? That's how bad he's doing. That he has to do that. Yeah. He's like, look, man, and I'm paraphrasing. If, if worst comes worst case scenario, man, I just drop a nuke. Yeah, call it a day. That, yeah. that when you have a person who has that kind of mindset, and it's like I am not going to lose this. Like I want this land, and if I can't have, I it, hope somebody tells him if you drop a it. nuke, you lose anyway. Like you're right next door, so it, if you drop a nuke, you're is, you're this, pretty much done. This is, also, well, here's the thing, and this is something I didn't know. Mm-hmm. There are two types of nukes. There's a tactical and. Um, I've got the other one. There's yeah. tactical and there's this other one. The other one is what we know about, which yeah. is like you drop it and like, you know. Mushroom clouds. Mushroom clouds yeah. and all that stuff. Gotcha. Nuclear winter. Right. The one, yeah, nuclear winter. Good. The tactical one is really designed for small scale, small deployment where like I can ravage the city. You know, and that, now it's still a wasteland, but yeah. it's really confined to well, a certain area. That's the elitist mentality of rule ashes and join something prosperous. So this is the Jeffrey Dahmer of political of, of politics or, or or geopolitical leadership. When I when when we're talking about yeah. um, Putin, because I truly believe that he he's crazy enough, and I say crazy, but he's demented enough. How's that? His, his the way he processes thoughts are so demented that. Rather than lose, he would drop nukes or, you know, execute nukes in in Ukraine, mm-hmm. which can set off so many cascading effects for the entire world. And that's where we are right now. Now, pause that for a second, mm-hmm. because we can stay in the moment and say, like, you know, well, if he does this, we're going to do that and all that stuff, which is a question to be had. Like, what are we willing to do if he drops nukes in, in Ukraine? But I want to stop for a second and just back up and go back a couple of years, two, three years, Mm -hmm. and say, look what our politics in the United States has gotten us. Look where it has brought us. And this is both sides, the left and the right. And I'm telling you, when you hear the left say, we want to go to war, you have to know there's a problem. You, it, It has to be automatic red flag, something's wrong here. Because if these guys are down with this, something is wrong here. Yeah. Okay, so let's just back up three years and look how the politics of our country has brought us to a place of we're in the brink of maybe something very catas- catastrophic happening in our world because of how we view politics and how we view one world government and 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 um, no borders and all that stuff that we brought, we basically pulled uh, Russia into this, into this battle into this fight. We actually uh, prompted them and egged them on to get into this war and now we're in a situation where we can actually see nukes being used that hasn't been used in over, you know, 60 years, 70 years. That sucks. And we as a nation, as a people group, need to look at this and realize like, crap, look what look what our politicians have got us. Look mm. what they have brought us. Now, I want to add another data point. Israel. Israel is... Uh, from a Christian perspective, it's the center of the world, okay? Like, and, and and so many of us don't even pay attention to what's going on in Israel. And, and I know, to your credit, you brought up Donald Trump and the Abraham Accords, and 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 that actually has meaning. But for most people, they don't they don't even think about that. They no, don't I understand know. that, right? Israel signed a deal with 
um, Europe saying that they were going to start giving them gas, natural gas. Israel to give Europe gas? Europe natural okay. gas. Okay. Now, we already know, I don't know how much you guys know about this, but 40% of Europe's natural gas came from Russia. Okay. Mm. Now this war happens because all the sanctions, Russia said, okay, we're only going to give you 10%. They're using it as a control mechanism. Yeah. Why is this happening? Europe's saying we got to source our fuel from someplace else. They go to Israel. Now Russia, the pipeline has been blown up. There's two pipelines that go to Europe, right? Okay. One, is, one is active. One was the second one that Donald Trump was really against. It got blown up. The second one? The, the, both of them. Okay. So none of them are in use. Gotcha. So now Russia is no longer in control. Like Russia can no longer use it as a control mechanism to say, do as I say. Because now there's no way Sounds of like getting... you're really backing a dog into a corner. So you you can see... I don't, I don't even have to spell it out for you. You can already see. Hold on a second. Something... This is not looking too good right yeah. now, right? And the reason I brought up Israel is because in the over the last... I don't know, five, six years, Israel has been in a proxy war with uh, Iran. Because yeah. Iran, from a from a religious standpoint, cannot stand Israel, wants to see Israel destroyed. Mm. They have some spiritual reasons why they want, that, want this to happen, and they're doing it all in uh, Syria. Russia, which makes no sense because they're not Middle Eastern at all, they have been supporting Syria, have been supporting Iran, and and basically, even though they supported them, they've been keeping Iran at bay and saying, hey, chill, chill, chill. Stop fighting with Israel. Chill, chill, chill. Now that this is happening, where Israel is going to be the benefactor yeah, they're probably of, gonna amp of it up. giving... Uh, the, the, Russia's a poor country. Russia doesn't make money. No, it's yeah, all no. about the gas. Yeah. And now they have no way of making money off of that, and Israel's going to be the benefactor of that. So now there's two fronts. There's the Ukraine front, and there's the Israeli front, where it's like you, you're taking this madman and giving him a reason to just to say, ah, on my deathbed, everyone will die, a pox on both your families. Yeah. This is what our geopolitical uh, 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 politicians have gotten us right now. We're, we're set up for some sort of catastrophic event to happen in the near future. And we're all walking around not even aware that it's happening. Oh, you can't really blame us. The media doesn't put it out there. This, they, don't, they, don't, they don't want us to know that in, you know, you're, you're quoting three or four years. I, I understand your, your timeline, but they don't want to know that this all happened in the last year and a half. They don't want us to know that under Biden's direction, they're, we're on the brink of a nuclear war. You know they don't want us to know that, so they keep it at bay. Listen, I don't. And, and we're keep funding. I think they're, aren't they going to send them another, another couple 40, billion? Another forty-one million. They're, yeah. they're, listen, hold on a second. The reason I say three or four years, the reason I take it further back, I'm not blaming Trump on this. No, no, but not. But now you're saying okay, it's not paying attention to what's going on. It's us worrying about minor things when the rest of the world is like kind of doing their own thing, and to where now Biden under in the last year and a half has. Pushed him over the edge. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. It's we're we're doing our thing here. Not uh, we also need to pay attention to the world the world stage as well. But yeah, I get your timeline. But the media well, itself but, is not putting. But the reason I want you to say the reason I'm, I'm bringing up this timeline is because Republicans, even under Donald Trump, remember we've said this multiple times. Republicans don't like Trump either. No, I know. You know, like Trump is Trump is totally against 
getting involved in wars outside of like if, if it doesn't have legitimate strategic value yeah. we don't need to be sending our people out there and, and that's how all people should be in, in that position period, I, I would say period but he's got Republicans who don't agree with that yeah. you know and so well because they, they all got deals somewhere like the old man says every, every time America goes across the world and does something we build a hospital fully function we bring the materials we and we own it and so the, the, or the, it's privately built so whoever group built that hospital they're going to make money for it. so if you don't have war causing problems hurting people you can't build a hospital so of course they'd want to stop that but again just to wrap the last part up buff um the media doesn't want they don't show it because the the hell that's going on over there happened in the last year and a half 100 percent has to do with biden so there's you know they're gonna we're we're left in the dark to protect him and that's a problem with the media they're covering the scumbag up for all of the horrible stuff he has done, and, this is, and we are the ones who are taking the hit for it. Well, what's scary about it is that we're taking the hit and we don't even realize it. And some I, of us I, realize I, I, it. At large, at large. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, population at large aren't recognizing <clears throat> that, man, we, we, we are living a very perilous— like, Just look at the economy, bringing it back local— our economy is is crashing all yeah. around us, and no, there's not. there's no signs when you again taking what's going on over there and how it's affecting us over here. Our economy is crashing. You were talking about McDonald's going from five dollars to ten dollars. Yeah, I know two people in my youth group that work at at Starbucks. Do you know how much they're getting paid an hour? Fifteen thirty two an hour. Yeah. Fifteen thirty-two an hour to work at Starbucks. We're not talking about the manager, no, I know. or the assistant manager, you know, or a key holder. And listen, we're talking good, about regular Bartistas. Good, good for them, those who make it. Good for those people who force it on uh, on everybody. And sucks for the ten employees that are now down to five. You know, you got what you wanted. They're making more money, but now you get to wait longer because the business is going to win. And their quota is a hundred thousand a month. They're gonna make it. They're going to cut employees, and that's hourly rate, that's 401ks, insurances. So good job. You you were worried about the front of it, only the dollars per hour. You didn't worry about the benefits and the stuff on the back end, and you screwed over five people because the company is going to win. You forced McDonald's to raise the minimum wage. Now you have robots taking your order. Hey, man, go for it. They can't cook the food just yet. Those are the only people working there. And you get the one person on the counter who will still screw up your order when you go up there, but at least they have a job making 15 bucks an hour. And the other 10 people are sitting outside in the unemployment line. It's so funny that you say that about robots because in, in I think it's either New York or New Jersey, they actually opened up two restaurants, that their chains, that have robots making their pizza. Two pizza restaurants. And they're making the pizza. And so, and they're able to make out, they're able to make an ungodly number of pizza yeah. <laughs> per hour. I mean, it's, I mean or per, per eight minutes. I mean, it's huge. You know, and... What do you think that means? They, they already recognize that, hold on, it's cheaper for us to have a robot doing this than to pay someone yeah. $15 an hour plus insurance, plus this and plus that. They might call out sick and all that stuff. Yeah. We're, 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 we're eating ourselves. We're, we're causing ourselves to be in a situation where we're not, we're, there's, no, there's no employment for us anymore, right? But I say all that. And not all that has a change with the people. If I know this this restaurant is only using robots and they're not making food with people, you got to say, screw you. Right. Except for you want it done now. You want it done on a holiday because the person who's a robot is not going to worry about if it's Christmas or Hanukkah. They're going to go make a pizza. And I, that's all you're going to be concerned with. I, I link all this together <clears> because <throat> I, was, I said that, you know, things are going on internationally that are actually – first of all, there's war brewing internationally and it's going to Im- impact Not us. brewing. It's out there and, and it's, it, it's it, almost nuclear. And, 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 and it's, 
affecting our economy. So just our daily life is being affected by it, but ultimately, just in terms of our daily transactions are being impacted by it. But ultimately, our the, the ability to live is going to be impacted by it if it turns into a global war. But I didn't even bring up China. China is dead. There's no doubt in my mind, and I know Jeff doubts me on this, but there's no doubt in my mind before Biden's term is up that China is going to invade Taiwan, that they're going to actually go into Taiwan. I wouldn't doubt it. Now, if you think that our finances were jacked up now because of Ukraine, because of Russia going to Ukraine, it, it does. It will not even compare when China goes into Taiwan. For for so many different reasons, it's, 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 it's a worse outcome. It, it's almost better to let Russia take Ukraine than to let uh, uh, China take Taiwan. And I won't get into all the details right now. But I'm telling you that because of what we allowed to happen, because we pulled uh, Putin into this into this battle that we wanted him to fight, that gave impetus to. Uh, Xi Jinping in China to now say, okay, I can do the same thing in Taiwan and I'm not going to make the same mistakes that Putin made. And that, oh, yeah, I'm sounds like you, he's, he's getting a tutorial on what to do, what exactly, not to do. Exactly, what not to do. He's like, if I do this, then this. If I do that, then this will happen. Yeah, they're, and listen, they, they're a patient group of people the, over there. The, I told you that they're top echelon, that whatever, there's a, there's a, there's a body in, China that is really like the ruling class, right? Although yeah. it's a dictatorship, but there's a ruling class that the part di- of the ship, part of the crew, part of the and and they've already been told to divest all foreign investments. Like they can't have money in anything else that's not China, China, Chinese hold. And I believe that the reason they're doing that is because when the sanctions come, the sanctions only work if you have money. Yeah. That can be used around the world. But if you're if everything that you have is tied to either China or places that don't subscribe to your sanctions, it, it doesn't mean anything. That's and so they're move. they're already making that move because they already seen the kind of squeeze yeah. that we put on, on, on Putin and his Russian officials. So all I'm saying is that from a geopolitical standpoint, we're in a very bad place as a as a world. Yeah. And we Americans need to wake up. And start seeing what's happening. Stop living in our little bubble and and expand our our uh, horizon and our vantage point so they can understand. Wow, there are some serious implications to these politicians that we elect to represent us. There are serious implications to our daily life mm-hmm. that is now starting to impact us and and has greater impact to come if something doesn't change. And to be be quite honest, I don't even know if we can change anything at this point. No, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <clears throat> All you can do is vote, and that's rigged. <laughs> how was uh, so? I know this is not going on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, well, the wrap. I've already cut that how, out. How is how is uh, how did a hurricane treat you? That well, was no big deal. So no, nothing at all. Like, did you go outside? Did you look outside? Well, yeah, we went outside a little bit, looked around. It was really, really, really rainy. Like that was pretty much it. It rained the entire the entire two days, three days, okay. nonstop, morning, noon, and night. Nothing but rain. Did 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 uh, Amy go to work? Um, yesterday, not Wednesday. Okay. So my backyard has a, um, so I have a pool just like yours. Yeah. Imagine your backyard, right? But then where your fence line is, yeah. I have a fence, uh, uh, and then more backyard okay. that leads to the lake. Okay. And that, and that is probably, 
My guess that overflowed big time. Oh my goodness! So so, I want I want you to understand that it's substantial. So if you if you picture your backyard from your deck to the to the fence line, mm-hmm. that, that 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 grassy knoll on the other side yeah. is probably two thirds of that gotcha. your deck. So that's how big it is, right? I was I honestly thought that we were going to get lake water in our pool. That's how high up. The water yeah, went. It's, it's I, everywhere. I have, I have two light fixtures that are out there that shines light until the tree, like there's a couple of coconut trees or whatever, all submerged in the water. Yeah. Everything was underwater. And no. I was like, this right is Right around the scary. corner here where Liam and I go fishing, the little, like where all the iguanas sit out there and like, it, it was up, it looked like 10, 20 yards of just water. Yeah. The canals overflowed about my parents' house. So you're saying on the park side- Water came into yeah, the park. It all, took not up. into the park, right around the canal, going down the yeah, road yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or oh, going into where, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where all the owls are. Hopefully, exactly. drown out all the owls. <laughs> yeah, I forgot you. We ate birds. Yeah, they well, go, go after the eyes. Yeah. But it was all flooded. Uh, by my parents' house, they had they lived near, um, like, a, not a rock, but they, they dug out, you know, some nice looking, you know, um, giant, grassy, like, I don't know, not was out of a mountain, a plateau, a pe- like, a, a big... Car, I get no whatever like underground. You oh, know what I mean? like it's not above. It's a, it's a big it's cutout. A pit, right. Yeah, but it's got grass and rocks. It's a very pretty looking thing. It oh, looks is like that. It, what the bank used to be? No, that's already that's already lakes over there. Okay, but that rose up. Okay, but where where they are across the street, there's like you know a nice looking deal. It looked like a giant lake, like filled. It was it probably goes down five six feet. Did, it was is filled it, to the is top. Is there ever water in there? No, no, it's never. So there's never water yeah, in no, there? Yeah, no, when it rains hard, it looks like a lake. It, it drains in about a day and a half, I believe. Okay. But it, it looked like a lake like the other two. Like, it was full going down to their house. There, there's lakes over a little, like, behind these people's backyards, little, like, loopy canals. It's up three or four feet onto the tel- onto the pole, mm-hmm. onto the light poles. Right. How high it is. So it, it rained nonstop. My dad was telling me, he, you know, it drizzled here, here, and there. Nothing too bad, but it was wet. Like here, it didn't stop raining the entire time. But it w- was it hard rain or just? Yeah, ra- yeah, no, it came oh, down. Okay, okay. Hell yeah, it would stop for about ten minutes and then psh, it'd go again for another hour. Then stop for about ten minutes and go again. And it was that way for three days. How about wind days. for you? A little bit windy. I mean, it was windy. It was it was windy. I don't say a little bit, but it was a consistent wind, not giant gusts of 50, 60, 100 miles an hour. But it was consistently windy. The trees were always shaking. The basketball hoop fell down, um, which was weird because. The little green pottery plant um, thing stayed still the whole three days, yet the basketball hoop fell down. I don't understand the wind in that situation. Well, but maybe because it ha- it's higher up, and so Possibly. the wind up there is But different. this thing, if you go out next to it, it'll, you know, you see the old lady pouring the canteen, the can into yeah. the If you blow it, it's going to move. <laughs> right. We had a beach ball in the back corner of the house that stayed there the whole three days. Okay. You know, again, the basketball hoop fell over, the big trunk full of water, that goes down. A beach ball stands still. There, there's, a, there's um, what is this stuff up here called? The um, whatever that is, insulation like oh, styrofoam. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's an exact same spot it was outside. Okay, didn't leave the backyard, so I don't understand listen, how the wind again, went. Again, I think it has to do with where. No, the wind it, is it was it was high had the big right. backboard, right? But it also had a whole trunk of water. This is a beach ball. An ant can so, move yeah, yeah, it yeah, down yeah. the road. Right. Doesn't, you know what it doesn't I mean? take anything. Yeah, so it was did, strange. Did you see any of the videos of out west? Uh, I, I saw some. We got not us, but all around got crushed with tornadoes. The uh, the pu- the public's right across the street here. Yeah. The um somebody was driving through after a tornado hit. We have the ring, so all the people were putting up their videos, and the whole parking lot was covered in trees, like big broken branches. At and the all- Publix. Yeah, it was unbelievable to look like. They there there it hit tornadoes by where Liam played basketball. Um, on the street we live on here, a little about maybe t- 
a, a, a you know football field down, hit tornadoes there. They were everywhere. That's what as frightens me is tornadoes, not the hurricane. You see that coming for weeks. A tornado is like, hey man, the pressure is somehow hot and cold and, and whatever. Here comes this thing from the sky to ruin your life, and boom, it's there and it's gone. It's it's intense. I was telling Janice the same thing. I told Janice, I said, I don't care about hurricanes because no. you can see it coming. What I care about are tornadoes because you. You and they were hitting down left yeah, and right. I, I want, couldn't believe how I often want, they were hitting. I want to show you this. Because they were showing the news like, hey, there's a, there could be one, could be one. And then confirm, 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 confirm. I'm like, holy hell, they're really out there. So in my – it's a couple of seconds, tops. Yeah, that's crazy looking. My friend – Th- that house that you're seeing, Bisley, yeah. that's a friend of mine's friend's house, a friend of a friend's. That's yeah. their house. That's their home. And and he was like, uh, Not coastline and stuff, man. But, I mean, you see that, right? Yeah. I mean, that is, that is because it wasn't moving fast. It was it was a slow moving toward a uh, hurricane with an insane amount of water. Like they were averaging, not averaging, but they were up to. Six to eight to over a foot of water per whatever. We both stand over six feet tall. So that is like over our head. Yeah. My uh, my dad's got a video he was watching on the news of the camera. They fast forward the camera for like the whole time. Six feet of water covered where it was covered. The camera was underwater. Like six foot of water of just rain and dams breaking and, and flooding but, but and whatnot. But ocean. Yeah. The ocean surged. The because ocean it was. In. It sat there. It, it, I saw at one point it was moving eight to eight. Eight miles an hour north northeast, sitting in the Gulf. So it's just sitting there, strengthening, bringing all that water, snail crawling across the state, being with intense wind and even more rain. I think I think it was the biggest hurricane to ever hit Florida. Like it was massive, and, and the whole time that's another thing I was going to tell you. When I saw after uh, yesterday, when I woke yeah. up, I, I went to look to look at a map, and so they were showing the satellite view. Yeah, I couldn't see Florida. No, it was it covered the entire state. Janice said it was four hundred miles. Could that be right? Uh, it was when I heard it was the biggest. It was the biggest hurricane to ever hit Florida. Like it, like it's funny because we will see the maps, we see the the cone of whatever, and you see this little circle with the wings on it, and it's just sitting on the outside. Mm-hmm. And then here comes the live view, and there's this giant red thing covering the entire state, top to bottom. Yeah, on I could, I all could sides. not see. I could not see yeah, Florida. It, it was that it was, was gone, very man. that was very and the humbling. Bit, and, it, and it moved so slowly. It did. It, it just brought damage upon damage because it was. I mean, moving fast is a problem. But being able to sit there with that intense winds and rain, it's bad news. And you see uh, uh, What's-His-Face called the mayor of these cities. He didn't call um, DeSantis and ask about the hurricane preparation. No, Biden. He called the mayors. Yeah, he called the mayors. Like, what a petty – like, for those of you who think this, like, there's not a problem politically in our country, your life means nothing to the president because you're, you're – Florida I'm talking about – because you're Repu- – you're, Governor is a strong candidate for president and re-election, but and did, he's a Republican. They, they did speak, though. Not, not from what I understand. No, he, because I, I mean, I actually heard him speak. Uh, was it Tucker? I think it was Tucker Carlson. One, one of those shows. Someone must have told but, him, "Hey, man, but, stop being a petty said, child." They asked the question, "Do you feel like you're going to get the money that you're asking for?" And he said, "At this point, I'm, I'm optimistic." That, That's you different. Know, what do you mean? That government money means that people are dependent on the no, government. No, 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 no. So I'm not worried. I wouldn't he, doubt them being paying no, for no, everything. No, no, no. He said that I spoke to Biden, and based on our conversation, I'm optimistic that they're going to come. Yeah. Through. Well, Fernandez, he he called mayors first. He didn't. He did not reach out to the Santas early at all. It right. was the mayors of whoever. 
you know, probably whatever Democratic mayor's down here and screw everybody else. Right. But yeah, he he maybe get someone told him this is a bad look, dude. You already gave your your Nazi speech about you know the the MAGA right wing psychopaths. You can't ignore this guy. He's the next guy. You can't ignore him either. No, that's probably what he did. Someone told him you're looking bad, bro. And he probably was like, "Huh? Listen, I, I don't know things." I what what amazed me was how many, um, man. In fact, let me just just show you this real quick. I'm just going to read them real quick mm-hmm. if I can find it. But I was just amazed at how many people. Here we go. I got it right here. MSNBC. This storm. In, in, this is from MSNBC. This storm, in a way, is a kind of bad news for the people that are still trying to deny climate change oh as a factor. Oh my god! Th- this is another one. I from, hope you find Don Lemon on this there. This is uh, Stephanie Rule. <laughs> Florida Republicans deny climate change as a mo- as a monster storm barrels towards the coast. CNN the lead. This would be the first time. This would be the first time. Test for how you adopt to new, stronger storms on a warmer planet as a result of climate change. Chris Haynes, MSNBC. The threat exasperated, of course, by climate change. It just goes on and goes. Joe Reed, our our Earth is getting warmer, and there's just no doubt, I think, left that it is f- uh, feeding these beasts. I mean, it just goes what was, on What was the temperature this morning in South Florida in the end of September? 67, something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's not get carried away. Well, no, hold on. They changed global warming to climate change because... Everything they said had an opposite reaction to prove them wrong, so we had to blanket it with climate change. Don Lemon, here's Don Lemon. The science shows what the science shows. It's undeniable what is happening. And the guy told him, "No, no, let's focus on the science. It doesn't show that." Let's talk about the storm surge. So on live TV, the guy told him, "Like this is talk about that some other time." Yeah, this this isn't this though. But let me say this real quick, and then he's such a clown. And then we can end. It's that um, because I know I'm long winded, but. If you want to talk about climate change, okay. But right now we're we're in a battle, right? That, that people are dying, their homes are destroyed. The liberals and, and, don't and, care. And the hurricane is still active, they right? They don't care. Can we get past this and no. then talk? Why are we talking about it right now? They have to prove that you're wrong, that they are right, and they do not care about your life. That's what liberals do, man. They don't care that the state was getting hammered and people were dying. But was it climate change? We just have to be right. We really don't care about these clowns that back us up. We just want to be right. If they die, so be it for the cause. Great. Thank you. Are we right? Yes or no? They don't care about these people. Yeah. And when and when you hear this, when you hear them say this, like uh, Trusted News Initiative, like in lockstep, they're all saying the same thing. It goes back to they don't care, man. They don't they, care. They, they're, they're they need death. to be proven right. They can't give me a hug right now, but they they want to they, they or as they're trying to give me a hug, they they, they stick a knife in, in, on my in my side. They shiv you. It's they like, shank you. Yeah, man. I, the liberals do. They're the worst kind of people. That's it. Episode one fourteen. I love that number. Hope you guys have a great day. Peace.